Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministry, where everyone is a winner. Join us as Pastor Charles Buachi rightly divides the word of truth. you father we bless you lord truly our life is not our own and because our life is not ours see if You're not recording this. You can carry it out. If your life is not your own, if my life is not my own, then how do I give it? How do I give something that is not mine? Thank you. So then, we ought not to be giving our life. We, if we surrender properly, we won't be giving our life. Are you with me? Am I making sense? Because if you really surrender to God, then he already is in control of your life. Then you will not be giving because he already has it. So as much as the song is good, there is error in it. And so let us sincerely surrender to him. Then we won't be singing that song. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Sam and I talks about songs that are um, not doctrinally correct. But in this case, it's just our position. We don't recognize our position in Christ properly. So, so good. All right. Um, today's Friday. Is that right? Okay. I, I will pardon you, right? So, I will pardon you for now. But wait till a few more months, I will have you. Praise the Lord. Today is Friday, and um, we try to share the word of God in the area of really encouraging you. I believe, I believe the reason why Christians have problems is because we don't really fully comprehend our position in Christ. We don't fully comprehend our position in Christ. We were talking about our identification in Christ. We talk about our righteousness in Christ. If we really comprehend, if we really understand and appropriate correctly our position, 
we will have no fear. Amen? We will have no fear. I want to share with you today how to walk in righteousness. We know we are righteous in Christ Jesus. See, it's, uh, we say it, but how do we make it work for us? How do we walk in that righteousness? How do we earn or how do we um, benefit? How do we utilize that which Christ had given to us? So please listen to me carefully how to walk in righteousness. The minute all believers are righteous, the very minute you give your life to Christ, you are righteous. Amen? Um, righteousness is an instant occurrence. It occurs instantly. Okay? Unlike sanctification, sanctification is a process. Are you with me? You, you, you don't, you're not, you, um, you don't progress in righteousness. You don't mature in righteousness. Are you with me? You, um, you, you, yeah, you, right, you grow, in other sense, in other words, you have a revelation or you have more understanding of righteousness by revelation. Yeah? Righteousness is not, some, it's not something that the more you learn, the more you, 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 you become. No. The more you learn, the more you understand, and the more you are able to walk in it. It's by revelation. But the right, being righteous, it's spontaneous. The minute you give your life to Christ, boom, that's it. You are righteous. You are righteous. That second you make that decision, Lord Jesus, come into my life, you are righteous. Amen? So how do you walk in this righteousness? Um, 2 Corinthians 5.17 We know the scripture. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Is that right? Praise the Lord. Um, James needs a bit of help. So, we are righteous um, at the minute we give our life to Christ. We have a right standing with God. Amen? Let, let's, so, when we talk about this righteousness... When, you know, we're not talking about somebody that 
do wrong as unrighteous or righteous. Are you with me? We're talking about being able to go into the presence of God. And why, when, why is it that if you're not righteous, you cannot go in the presence of God? Let's turn this into some teaching discussion. Why? Can anybody give me any answer? Why is it that you are unrighteous? Before you gave your life to Christ, you are unrighteous. Why? Because of the first Adam. Because of the Adamic sin. So it has nothing to do with when mom said, go and bring me the water and he didn't go. Are you with me? It has nothing to do your our your abusive words. It has nothing to do with what you have done. Are you with me? This unrighteousness is we inherited from Adam. And any, any person that is born of natural uh, birth, sorry, that is born of natural birth, instantly carry that Adamic sin through natural conception. Not the act that is wrong, but we inherit the gene. Are you with me? Not the act of conception that is wrong, but we inherit the gene of Adam. We are all the family tree of Adam. So by nature, we inherit his wrong. Are you with me? So that is why you, one is unrighteous because of the Adamic sin. Yeah? So when you give your life to Christ, you become righteous. That is the righteousness of God, which is in Christ Jesus that we are talking about. Amen? So, we are righteous. We're talking about how to walk in righteousness. But you see, you've been born again, but you must now do something with your, what? With your body and your mind. You have to do something with your body and with your mind. We're talking about having a right standing with God. The minute you give your life to Christ, spontaneously you become a child of God. You have access into the presence of God by the Spirit. By the Spirit. But now you have a physical body and a soul, the mind. This body is already <laughs> you too. The body is already what? Corrupt. Alright? The mind is affected. Are you with me? 
the mind is affected. Now, spirit, soul, and body were affected, was unrighteous. But in the spirit, Jesus did one thing and turned our spirit to be righteous. But our physical body and our mind has not been dealt with. God did the, the spiritual realm. God is a spirit. And he took, he took care of the spiritual realm, our spirit. But our body, we have, do you know he gave us a free will? Our physical body and our, our mind where we make decisions. He has done nothing with it. He's given it to us to deal with it ourselves. That's why we have a choice. If he manipulates your mind and made you a robot that you will follow whatever he says, it won't be a fair. It won't be fair. It won't be fair to who? To the devil. Because he's tell you know, he, there is he, he won't, the devil wants to prove to God that he can win souls. He can win God's souls. He can take people to hell. And God says, No, I'll show you. So he's giving us a free will. In Romans chapter 12. Romans 12. What verse? James, you haven't asked. <laughs> um, Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. When these guys are reading, I tell them, slow down, slow down, take your time, use this punctuation, use the full stuff. When I'm reading, I beseech you, therefore, by the breath. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They can, they can read very well, so they can afford to do that. When I'm reading, I have to read fast. That's how I can read. So, by the message of God that you present. Take the word, you present, you present your body, a living sacrifice. Amen. How do you present your body a living sacrifice? Uh, a living sac sac uh, sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And what? Do not be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to this world. See, Paul is talking to the Roman converts. Are you with me? So let's look, have, imagine he is talking to converts. These people are no longer in the world. They are Christians. And it says, don't be conformed. Haven't turned from that area, from that lifestyle, from that world system. Don't 
be conformed, don't be molded back into it again. Don't be um, conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is the most, when you get born again, this is the most important next step for your life as a believer. For you to be successful in your Christian walk, you need to renew your mind. Why? Your mind has been polluted to the world system. Your mind has been polluted to the world system. In other words, the world, the world has shaped you. Your way of thinking, it has been shaped to think a certain way. To think a certain way that when you do it this way, that is success. The world has you know, now, I don't know the percentage, but you take an average young boy or girl from maybe 12, 14, going to about 25, 20, to let's just say 30. You will probably find that maybe 70% of them are into music and, and glamour stuff and, and things that will make you, them to be billionaires overnight. The world is saying this is success. This is what you need to do in order to be successful. Their mind has been tilted that way. Just because you're sitting here, don't think that there's a lot of people out there that all they want is the glamour at all cost. At all cost. And that's their way of thinking. But the Bible is telling, that, uh, Paul is telling the Romans, look, that's not the way you ought to think. You go to Renew your mind. What? Renew your, um, by the renewing of your mind that you may be, uh, you may prove what is that, what? Good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So that you will know what is good and what is the will of God for your life. Now until you take certain things out. And listen, it, it doesn't come overnight. It's not easy. If you, are, if you are 20 years of age, before you got to know Christ, it is 20 years of thinking, way of thinking, that you now have to gradually, day by day, change it. It's not easy. But it's possible. 
it is possible. If you don't walk along this line, and this is where we have a lot of problems as believers. Because, you know, in, 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 in um, um, Colossians, Paul talks about the philosophies that has been brought into the church, the traditions that has been brought into the church, the rituals and other things that has been brought into the church. I mean, now it's not easy to find a, a genuine church. A gen it's not easy to find a genuine Bible-believing church. It is all tempered with some are rituals, some are greed. But Bible has warned us they preach for their belly's sake. I'm not condemning people. I'm telling you the truth. It's they, they, it's so polluted. The, the eclipse somebody showed, uh, uh, sent me. The pastor, God, the, the preacher, the pastor, when he's preaching, his feet does not stand, uh, get on the floor. So he's standing on two people. You say, oh, <laughs> you stay there. He is two one person is kneeling like this, and one is kneeling down here, and his feet is on them like this, and he's holding the mic and he's preaching. The one another one I saw where he had a church, this is in Ghana. The church, the platform is there. When they've dug underneath the platform where his altars, his pulpit stands. Dead people, body. Juju. And it's a church. Polluted with all sorts of things. So, Paul warns us. You know, we need to renew our mind with the word of God. Thank you. He says, beware anyone um, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men empty empty according to the basic principle of the world of the world and not according to Christ you may be in church but you've been led, led far away from the truth. Praise the Lord. That is why I cherish Rhema. And that is why I encourage people to go to Rhema. When you have the foundation, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Set you free. And that is why here at Living Word Ministry, our goal, our uh, uh, um, 
Our vision is to raise men and women that are not tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. That is our goal. That's our vision. Our teaching is, is designed to help you to grow. You know, I don't talk much about prosperity. Our vision is to help you to mature in Christ so that you can stand and when somebody is telling you things that are not true, you can confidently walk away. You know, Stephen says something. It's not that I like Stephen. I really don't like the guy. But he says something. He says something. He says somebody says, you know, God will, God will, pro God will like somebody prayed for him, like God will prosper you. He said, yeah, I know I'm already prospered. In other words, you can't fool me. Oh. You ain't going to tell me God's going to prosper me and say, come and see me. No, I'm already prosperous. And that's, you, that should be your attitude. You, you see, if you know, this is basic, but I, 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 want to, I want to inject it in you hundred times so that you can get it. So you're not moved by, by circumstance and situations. I know. I mean, you know, <laughs> repetition is very good. Repetition is very good. A lot of things I, I'm saying, I know you've heard it, I know I've said it, but I'm saying it again and again and again and again so that it will be imprinted in you. I can't see anybody that has gone to Rima that doesn't know Mark 11, 23, 24. But Hagen, any time he stood up, he will bring it up somehow. So it became part of us all. Praise the Lord. So you see, we must renew our mind. How do you walk in righteousness? You are born again, you renew your mind. How do you renew your mind? You renew your mind by the word of God. How? Yeah, it's all good, but how do you? Actually, how does it happen? Read, study. It's all good, and apply it. You see, renewing your mind is this. Um, what's the Barbessian is not here, so I'm going to find some <laughs> illustration somewhere. May the Lord help me. Praise the Lord. Um, I, you see, what? Let's let's have a, like a some mindset, some some mindset. What something that you do that is not really in line with with the word. Um, that you maybe you used to do. Something that you used to do. Um, let's just, well, we can't find really a scripture which says, um, don't smoke. Pardon? Sorry? Your body is a temple. Don't put in those things. Uh, where does this, well, give me a, a scripture which says, those things, smoke is one of them. I'm not saying smoking is good. I, I know we sh you shouldn't smoke because it will make you sick. 
But if we really want to pick up the scripture and say, the Bible says this, I think we don't have a scripture for it. But if you have one, let me know, guy. Yeah? Not right now. But um, something, sorry? Fornication. Fornication, stealing. Yeah? Let's, let's just say, you know, stealing is a good, good example. Now, if you have of the, of, you know, maybe you're very good at in that kind of area. How do you renew your mind? You take the word of God. See, when you get born again, when you genuinely born, get born again, those things kind of fall off you anyway. But there are some that remains with you. And you're going to have to renew your mind. I think it's very good if you have a, let's just say, okro mouth. Do you know what okro mouth is? You, you don't know what okro mouth is? Sorry? Is it? Tell me. Uh, yeah, but why do you think it's wrong? Yeah, that's it. That's a Ghanaian thing, you know. Okro mouth is somebody who gossips. Uh, not talk too much, but gossip. Yeah, because okro is slimy, you see, so you can rant her off easy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so, so the Bible tell the Bible tell us we should not be busybody in other people's affair. Right. So, if you have okro mouth, and you are busy in other people's affair. How do you renew your mind? You take the Bible where that says, I should not be busy in other people's affair. So from now on, I will not be busy. It's not in the name of Jesus. Ain't got nothing to do with it. It's a choice. Now you can ask God and the Holy Spirit to help you. Okay? But you can't bind gossiping. The spirit of gossip. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Not lie. Are you with me? But at the same time, there may be a situation where there is a spirit working that way in somebody's life. At the same time, there may be a situation. Are you with me? There may be a situation in somebody's life that there is a spirit that is operating in that person's life to cause her to do that kind of thing. And this Holy Spirit who knows everything will reveal it and you deal with it spiritually and then it's done. But that doesn't mean every gossiper has that spirit. Are you with me? <laughs> so you take the word of God and you see, from now on, you are finished. Now, you will have plenty of opportunities. Because your circle, the people that are around you that you have been gossiping with, from time immemorial, you go from Timbuktu to where? Gossiping. Those people are still around you. They 
have no intention or they have not had the revelation you've had. So their job is to continue. So they will come to you. Anna is not a gossiper, but her chair is here. So I've got a spare chair here. Uh, Anna, do you know what the pastor said last time? What did he say? Then you are in trouble. What did he say? You've opened the door to slide back right there in. But what do you do? Renewing your mind is to say, yeah, I heard what the pastor said, or I didn't hear what the pastor said, and I really don't want to know. Because the Bible says we should not be gossiping about our pastor anymore. And show her the Bible. And walk away. But it's not what you say, it's how you say it. If you, it can become a ministry for you to help that individual. But you have to be firm. You have to be, and we're talking about renewing our mind. It's not, you don't pray, Lord, renew my mind in the name of Jesus, in the name of my mind. No, 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 no. It, it's not working. It doesn't work. Sometimes we make prayer of no effect because we are praying amiss. The Bible says that you renew your mind. It, said, it doesn't say pray for the renewing of your mind. It says you renew your mind. You have to consciously make a choice and make a decision that I am going to change my attitude in this area. Now, the more that thing will live with you until you die. What thing am I talking about? The gossiping. It is something that you do and you like it. And therefore, you do it. So, you take the word of God. Bam. You replace it in your mind. And you, anytime you have an opportunity, you take the word of God and say it. You take the word of God and you say it. And the more you say it, the more you are able to push people away in that area. When you, when you act right two or three times with a friend, next time when they are coming, they think twice. Are you with me? They think twice. And that is what the Bible tells us that we should be imitating Christ. We should be imitating our Lord Jesus Christ. We should be, you know, we should be changing into the image of Christ. That's how you do it. It's our character, not our personal, yeah, our personality in the way of how we do things, how we speak and all that. But it's not our features that changes into the image of Christ. It is our lifestyle. How we conduct ourselves. And we are only going to look like Christ when we are renewing our mind daily. My God, it's quarter to. Glory.
and I am nowhere near. Uh, let me, yeah, okay, we, we, that is good. You can be righteous and know it. And still, but still not using your righteousness. We're talking about how to walk in righteousness. You can be righteous and you know it. Righteous as you've been born again and you know that you have been born again. But you're not still using your righteousness. Let me give you a good example. In Luke, I believe, 12. Time wouldn't allow us to read it. But no, it's Luke 15. Maybe when you go home, you can read it. Luke 15, 25 through 31. You know the prodigal son. You know the story? The prodigal son. The, the elder one, and now please look, in, look at me. Yep. All right. Except unless you are taking notes. But if you read in the scripture, then if you tapped in the scripture, look at me. Because I still look good, right? If, yeah. Um. The prodigal son, the younger one, knew his righteousness. He knew what belonged to him. And he went to his father and took his portion and went off. Now, the elder one didn't know his righteousness. He didn't know what belonged to him and therefore never used what belonged to him. When, his, when he came from farm and he saw that there was a par big party going on, he asked and the servant said, well, your brother has come back and your father has killed the biggest calf and is having a party. He started screaming. I've been with you all these years. I've never asked you for a dime. Yeah. You've never asked for a dime. Why? All the inheritance is yours, but you've never used it. The way he talked, he would have liked to have a party with his mates, but he never asked. Are you with me? We have righteousness. We are righteous in Christ. But are we really walking in our righteousness? You know, if we are righteous and we know that we've been identified with Christ, then in what, why is it that when we get to a point that we face issues, we begin to curl in? Why? If Jesus had conquered death and we are in him, because we are righteous in him. Why is it that when we face a situation, we start to fret? Why? I want you to, you know, listen. It's not just hearing me today that's going to make difference. 
You need to read that scripture. You need to meditate on that scripture. You need to memorize that scripture. You need to be, faith comes by hearing. You need to be, say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the righteousness of God in, and you understand it because I've been born again. I'm righteous. I have access to God. If you know that you have access to God, then you wouldn't be asking somebody to pray for you because you know now now when you have to call you have to understand this there's nothing wrong with you know asking the sister please can you pray with me to help me in this situation there's nothing wrong but you yourself you have confidence already you yourself you have you yourself you go to the lord boldly you go and stand before the altar of god my God. And then you decree a thing, say, Mr. Devil, I've had enough of this. Get out of my life in the name of Jesus. Get out. Get out of my life in the name of Jesus. You take that stand. Amen? And then you know that the Lord is with you. I want you to, to know God for yourself. Your, anything that comes to your way, anything that happens in your life has nothing to do with you and God. That you, you know, when you got born again, you were, God, Jesus went into the box and you went in the box and the, both of the both was shut, the, 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 the box was nailed and both of you are forever in it. I'm just trying to get you to see both of you are ever in it. Jesus is not going anywhere and you're not going anywhere. If it's happening in your life, it's happening with, with you, with Jesus. So have confidence in him that he is going to come. All you need to do is to stand. All you need to do is to apply the word of God. Find the word that tells you that whatever you are facing, this is the word that God has promised you in that situation. And know that you have a right standing with God that if you ask him bread, he will not give you a stone. And so when you ask him, you have confidence that he has heard you. Hallelujah. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. According to his will, he hears us. That's your assurance. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing should come your way. That should confuse you. God is looking for people that will stand for him. He's looking for people that will be bold for him. He's looking for opportunity to prove himself. He's looking for people. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He's looking for the Daniels. Be the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego of your generation. Be the Daniel of your gen generation. Be unmovable. You see, all the odds will go against you. If, I mean, what, what uh, uh, Job, friends, what did they tell Job? I, I want us to find time to pray, but it's so hard. 
clock is also going. What didn't happen to Job? Job, Job, Job his friends said, ah, ah. His wife said, come on now. You still believe in that thing? Curse that man over there. Curse God. But Job stood. Why? Because he knew God. And although it took a while, I said, although it took a while, when it was all said and done, who was victorious? It was Job that was victorious. Let us not, these are not, you know, some stories that somebody wrote. It happened in the life of people. God is faithful. So walk in righteousness. Walk in the right standing with God. Appropriate it in your life by saying the word, renewing your mind, changing your way of thinking, thinking the way God wants you to think according to his word. And it shall be well with you. Let's stand. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless you, Father God. We give you praise. Hallelujah to Jesus. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30 a.m. at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.